section four of the rover volume one number nine this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. read by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c the rover volume one number nine edited by selba smith and lawrence labry section four the romance of physic every profession has its ornamental parts as well as its dry and uninteresting details incidents take place more refined circumstances more exciting and exigencies more fruitful in adventure than those of the ordinary routine of business at intervals occasions offer more favorable to display and appear to demand as much gallantry in manner as skill in performance strange as it may seem the physician is sometimes called upon to leave the retirement of his study and dissecting room to participate in scenes more stirring than are enacted the scientific reputation of the physician however is acquired in comparative solitude his sphere being restricted to the silent mansions of sickness and distress there is no species of knowledge so difficult of attainment as his and yet there is no character held in such dubious possession no profession which receives so little clemency from the world while the patient is likely to recover he is flattered by the fondest credulity but if nature verges toward dissolution he is viewed by the eye of suspicion with dejection and mistrust in the medical profession there are difficulties to be encountered incident to none other still this avails nothing to the physician the complicated mechanism of the human frame the difficulty of obtaining well-authenticated facts from which to infer general conclusions the variety of hidden influences which may have eluded his notice in short the manifold hindrances which always attend physiological investigations are dealt with as if his researches were susceptible of mathematical precision notwithstanding all these embarrassments the services of the physician are absolutely indispensable and the importance of the function that he exercises will always procure esteem let us now proceed to relate the adventure which is to illustrate the meaning of the ornamental part of medical practice bernard gilpin who makes no considerable figure in this narrative was a young man of two-and-twenty he was endued with fine natural abilities which from inclination and the exertions of a kind parent had been well improved so that in his nineteenth year he entered the office of a distinguished physician 
for the purpose of preparing himself to follow the same pursuit his ambition to excel was continually leading him into attempts which were far beyond the power of his constitution to sustain and formed a striking contrast with the indolence of his fellow students who appeared more desirous to fit themselves to act the part of fine gentlemen rather than skilful practitioners his companions were principally selected from among his relatives who belonged to that class who enjoy the happy medium in all things enjoying moderation but never indulging excess he possessed cheerfulness without levity modesty without affection politeness without buffoonery was reserved in the presence of strangers not very talkative at any time though far from being morose unfortunately for bernard his health continued to decline under the severe pressure of accumulated indiscretions and three years after he had commenced the study of medicine he was obliged to relinquish it and make choice of another calling it was about the middle of summer when he recovered from the last attack of disease previous to resigning his station in the medical office that he took his gun and made an excursion to walton a little village about one hundred and fifty miles from the metropolis with the view of strengthening his relaxed constitution by free exercise and sea bathing during his sojourn at walton he was very successful in treating two or three persons who had the misfortune to fall sick at the house where he resided and who were also summer boarders from the city it is necessary to remark here that the village consisted of ten or twelve houses strung along within the space of half a mile excepting their proximity however the place bore no resemblance to a town it was destitute of stores and shops maintained no physician but supported a clergyman who officiated as priest on the sabbath and as schoolmaster on weekdays bernard's success in practice procured for him at once a title and not a few of the staid matrons of the neighborhood were known to have avowed openly that they would as lief trust him as many of the old doctors after a period of six weeks had elapsed he returned home much improved in health and well pleased with his jaunt to the country he soon entered into commercial pursuits contented himself with the study of medicine as an amusement rather than a profession which he ever expected to pursue the study of nature is extolled by everybody but not always from the same motives some praise it because they would not be thought deficient in taste others because they find real delight in the contemplation of so sublime a subject 
of those who are the loudest in their eulogiums on this study and pursue it with the most eagerness by far the greater number confine themselves to that department of her science which affords most entertainment to the fancy and not to that which promises the most salutary instruction hence we find many enthusiastic students in botany and mineralogy perfectly ignorant of the laws which regulate the action of their own bodies and who know nothing of that harmony of design which is so beautifully displayed throughout the animal economy to relish the study of nature to form just conceptions of the unity which reigns throughout the natural world and of the relations which each part sustains to the other it is necessary to pursue the whole volume of nature and not to restrict the attention too rigidly to one particular branch the importance of a knowledge of physiology is becoming more sensibly felt and the great advantage as well as the refined pleasure which attends the study of it is rapidly drawing attention to this science which has too long been considered as appertaining to the exclusive province of medical men these sentiments bernard had adopted by virtue of experience and he used no trifling influence in persuading his associates and others to attend to a subject the most nearly allied to their temporal happiness engaged with these honorable endeavors to promote the welfare of his fellow beings and with his daily occupations we will suffer a twelve-month to slip round another delightful summer has now arrived and bernard again began to think about seeking his usual recreations accordingly his fowling piece was taken down from its long repose locks oiled the barrels clean and put in order for service it is an ancient saying that the anticipation is more delightful than the reality but in this case the adage was revered as the sequel will abundantly prove at the time of departure drew near the impatience to leave increased already his imagination had pictured the calm retirement of walton the glorious ocean expanding its broad bosom as far as the eye could trace and lost in the cloudy horizon already he fancied the noble flock of snipe wheeling with the mathematical nicety around the decoys set out to allure them he almost felt the warm hand of the honest landlord pressing his own in hearty welcome a bright summer sun ushered in the auspicious day on which bernard was to start for the country his portmanteau and fowling apparatus were both prepared the preceding evening in order to prevent all delay 
The cab was at his door, the appointed time. Kind salutations were exchanged, and her friend was on his way to the happy hunting grounds. The tall spires of the churches were soon lost in the distance. The busy hum of the city died away, and finally the blooming verdure of the country presented itself. It was near night when he arrived at a small town about thirty miles from his journey's end. Having ordered a private conveyance to be in readiness at eight o'clock, he sat down to tea. What a delightful meal that was, too. The bread looked so white and wholesome, the butter so fresh and sweet, the milk was so refreshing. After tea was over, the host and guest entered into conversation and discussed upon every topic that was new in town, while a score of villagers were seated round in breathless silence to hear the news and comment upon them as soon as the stranger had left at the hour appointed the conveyance was at the door to carry bernard to the place of destination by the way he had informed his friends at walton of his intended visit and of the exact time to expect him but before we proceed any farther let us anticipate bernard's arrival the comfortable mansion house at walton had sunk into solemn silence the evening was quiet and serene not a breath of air was stirring the billow breaking upon the seashore was only to be heard at intervals the whip-poor-will sent forth an ominous whistle in its circling flight as if alone willing to disturb the stillness of the hour within the walls of that antique dwelling lay a maiden around whose couch stood a fond father and a doting mother there too was the kind nurse ministering to the lovely patient who ever and anon heaved a sigh as she turned upon a bed of languishing which as often drew a double response from the anxious parent the candle burned dimly in its socket now sending forth a full glare of light now almost expiring flickering and faint too was the spark that burned in the breast of the lingering sufferer the weary soul was struggling to escape its earthly tenement that subtle essence called life was fast wasting away a lad arrived who had been just dispatched for a doctor who resided in the adjacent village who reported that he was not expected to return home till the next day this mournful intelligence bade all hope depart the father who had labored so zealously to accomplish his daughter in all the arts and refinements of life must now behold his child sinking into the arms of death without power to save her he abandoned himself to despair and covering his face with his hand could only exclaim my daughter my daughter the mother too 
ah who can picture her grief she could not shed a tear seated in a large sick chair she piously resigned herself to the issue of an event which she could not obviate to the dispensation of a power which she could not resist the landlord was pacing the road in front of the house as if in painful expectation a small party of summer boarders were seated in the little parlor down stairs in breathless silence the great hall clock struck eleven as the landlord entered the sad chamber where nature was fast sinking into dissolution in the person of one of the loveliest of the lovely don't you hear anything of them yet john inquired the nurse ere the good landlord had time to reply the rumbling noise of wheels was heard at a distance the father started and the exhausted mother unclasped her hands ere another moment elapsed the wagon drew up in front of the house and out leaped a youth who as soon as he touched the ground cried out in a sort of jovial half sighing tone thank god i'm here at last the landlord rushed down stairs the newcomer encountered him at the gate ah john i'm delighted to see you i hope you are very well tolerable i thank you mr gilpin but there's a young lady upstairs very ill i fear she will not last long we have been waiting anxiously for you this hour show me her room cried bernard earnestly they entered the apartment everyone rose to receive him bowing slightly he threw back his coat and walked to the bedside of the almost lifeless girl his color changed alternately from a death-like hue to a deep blush before him lay a being calculated to excite even holy emotion of his heart and to rouse him to the most decisive action he took her lily-white hand within his own placing his fingers upon a pulse that had well-nigh ceased to beat inquiry was then made concerning the symptoms of the disease the mode of treatment which had been pursued and the duration of the attack no time was to be lost the young physician procured additional pillows then putting his arms around the delicate form of his patient he lifted her head in order to make her position more comfortable remedies were immediately applied cooling anodynes were administered in short everything was done that might have a salutary tendency in so desperate a case at twelve o'clock the patient fell into an easy slumber and the doctor retired having given directions to be aroused as soon as his charge awoke the slanting rays of the sun were beginning to illumine the horizon when bernard arose from a troubled slumber of a few hours his first inquiries were after the fair patient 
she had not yet awoke the exhausted parents had spent the hours of the weary night in contemplating upon the uncertainty of life and in endeavouring to prepare themselves for the afflicting stroke which seemed impending over them they had not yet dared to ask the probability of their daughter's recovery bernard anticipated their wish and took an early opportunity to relieve their fearful apprehensions bidding them at the same time to seek repose from the fatigues of watching they composed themselves to rest and after a few hours of sleep arose greatly refreshed the crisis of their daughter's malady had passed and reasonable hopes of recovery were entertained the remedies prescribed had proved effectual and nothing now remained but to strengthen the patient and to endeavor to prevent a relapse as soon as the parents could realize their good fortune and became fully assured that their daughter would indeed be spared to them their first desire was to return hearty thanks to the kind and faithful friend who had been the author of so much happiness to them their acknowledgments did not consist in protestations of thankfulness alone the tears of the grateful mother spoke more tenderly than words the mute gaze of the father overwhelmed as he was with gratitude touched the heart of the young physician more sensibly than a hundred assurances of obligation but when the patient herself was sufficiently recovered to take notice of him who had snatched her from the cruel grasp of death what were her feelings toward him did she content herself with confessing that bernard had saved her life and that her obligations were infinite oh no she called him to her bedside and with words almost inaudible from weeping assured him how full her heart was how eagerly she longed for time to fly away that she might give evidence of her gratitude how gladly she would share the troubles of her future life how tenderly she would cherish his memory to the last hour of her existence oh my kind friend said she when i shall mingle once more amid the happy throng of friends and relations whenever i shall feel elated with joy and buoyant with pleasure how grateful shall i be to you who have restored me from sickness to health and to whom i stand indebted for everything that is near and dear to me the poor girl pronounced these impassioned words at such intervals as her weeping would allow her gentle heart was too full to utter more bernard replied in a mild and pensive tone that the services he had been able to render so lovely a being made that the happiest hour of his life the thought continued he that i have ministered to you in your distress 
ever filled me with happiness. I needed nothing to convince me that you were fully sensible of all that I had done for you. Bernard experienced something in his feelings toward his patient more than ordinary esteem. He fancied that in her countenance there was something livelier than ordinary intelligence, and that in its beautiful lines he could trace the generous and noble soul. A fortnight rolled by before the patient ventured out, and when she took her accustomed exercise it was always on the arm of her friend and deliverer. When she sought recreation in society, it was always in the company of Bernard. She was transported with the rich stores of his learning, as they discovered themselves daily. His calm sobriety pleased her, his noble sentiments, his judicious liberality, his exalted philanthropy, all served to elevate him in her esteem. However, she studiously concealed her feelings and displayed only a respectful intimacy and severe gratitude. Another fortnight terminated the visit of Bernard's friends, himself remaining behind for a few days, anticipating a great flight of birds. Many kind salutations were exchanged, many mutual promises made, and the parties separated. Our young friend pursued his sporting career with greater acidity than before yet he did not appear quite so happy there was a void within he longed for something he knew not what in the midst of company he was in solitude the tumult of conversation and laughter disgusted him one morning as he was probing his heart to find the secret cause of these strange sensations a boy approached and delivered him a letter he did not recognize this handwriting and hastened to dissolve the mystery the seal broken he opened and read as follows april sixteenth eighteen thirty dear sir the purport of these lines is to inform you that i arrived in town safely with my family on wednesday last when our friends heard of the great services you had rendered us they anticipated my resolution to make you the unreserved offer of the hand of the young lady who stands indebted to you for her life and consequently everything she enjoys she coincides entirely in my proposals and being perfectly free to form such an alliance you will please consult your own inclinations and advise us accordingly. I have nothing to bestow more valuable or which can better attest the deep sense which I entertain of my obligations to you. If you should find yourself inclined to accept the precious gift now tendered, you will please bear in mind that a portion will accompany it such as the estate of my finances will allow be assured 
my kind friend you are never out of our remembrance and will never cease to be the object of our warmest solicitude my family wish to be gratefully remembered to you in which sentiment joins your friend and obedient servant walter glandon bernard gilpin esq walton as the face of nature darkened by the intervention of a cloud becomes suddenly re-illumined when the floating vapor has passed away so this vivifying epistle dispelled the sadness of bernard's mind and gave a new channel to his wandering thoughts he cared no longer to trace the cause of his previous inquietude whatever it might have been this letter was its remedy the loveliness of the fields which had seemed to his eyes shadowed over for a short time past began to resume their beauty the fascinations of sport speedily revived there was light within the breast of the joyous youth and that light could transform the glimmerings of darkness into the brilliancy of noonday nothing but delightful anticipations now occupied his mind at noon at eve in solitude in society awake or asleep his vagrant thoughts found no limits until they rested upon her whom he considered as already bound to him by the sacred endearments of mutual affection every reflection resolved itself into some surmise inseparable from the name of delia grandon her presence filled his inmost soul in short he was fairly initiated into the sublime mysticism of the sacred passion and every wish of his heart and every picture of his imagination clustered around the ideal image of his lady love ye who have known the holy calm the tender sympathy the subduing power of virtuous love unmingled with the bitterness which too often intrudes its base alloy into the limpid stream can best judge of his feelings my poor pen hesitates to depict them he could now forgive his bittersweet enemy he could participate in every one's sorrows he could wish unbound enjoyment to all mankind he could dwell with exultation on the virtues of the good and could extenuate the devious wanderings of the wayward all his passions and sentiments were attuned to harmony and love oh what a blissful community must that be where love is the ruling passion could all mankind become penetrated with its sacred influence surely earth would be the vestibule of heaven the passion which this well-matched pair entertained was not the wild tumultuous transport of overheated imagination but the firm and consistent affection arising from lively esteem 
based on mutual conviction of intrinsic worth. It was not the transitionary qualifications of wealth or beauty that united their hearts. No, purer elements than these entered into the constitution of their love. Admiration of the enduring qualities of the mind cemented their ardent attachment. Those unfading accomplishments of the soul, which are beyond the power of time, or the caprice of fortune how bitterly does every day's experience prove the inconsistency of riches how easily may the ravages of disease desecrate the temple of beauty if then an alliance founded on these fleeting possessions be fretted by vain assurances into something like conjugal affection the alliance will stand but how shall the bond of affection survive the ruthless handling of adversity that indeed is true love which disregards whatever may conflict with its essential fruition bernard gave some oblique insinuations concerning the purport of his letter to john the landlord his friend and confidant in Delia's absence, pleading the urgent necessity of being in town at some specified time, he announced his intention of leaving Walton. The evening preceding his departure, he took a solitary walk on the seashore. The mild rays of the moon lent a silvery brightness to the vast liquid plain before him. The billow breaking on the shore added to the calm sublimity of the scene the bold cadence of natural melody. Our friend felt that he was surrounded by everything calculated to sublimate his meditations and to inspire him with the warmest devotion. He remembered the many delightful conversations he had held with his fair patient on the same beach when there was none to listen but god and the rolling sea before them he reflected that this was the last view he should take of the ocean for this year and that he might never look upon it again he recalled to his mind all that had occurred within the short space of a single month and how seriously the events of that little point of time might affect the happiness of his future life. His heart lingered around every tree and shrub. The very ground seemed endured to him. Everything appeared to have contributed to his enjoyment and to have been the silent spectators of his happy achievements and timely prosperity. With regard to leaving, he was equally balanced in his inclinations. He saw much to entice him to depart and much to remain. Now, in this critical juncture, according to Montaigne and the Necessarians, poor Bernard would have continued at Walton until some preponderance should have destroyed the equilibrium of desire. 
notwithstanding the hypothesis of these erudite philosophers he made no delay but left at the time appointed if we suffer just one year to slip around we shall find bernard again domesticated beneath the very roof where he had previously acted the part of a friend physician and admirer but during the interval he had assumed new relations and new responsibilities he saw in her whom he once called his patient a fond and faithful wife in the babe which she held in her arms he recognized a sweet pledge of reciprocal affection an object upon which their feelings were mutually concentrated though not quite so gay this season as heretofore he was not the less cheerful one evening as the whole family with the honest landlord were seated on the front porch the conversation varied from one topic to another until it touched upon the strange faculty that had put our young friend in possession of his wife how my poor heart beat said mrs grandon when i heard the noise of his wagon i can almost recall the very sensation yes replied her husband you acted with more fortitude than i did never mind continued delia it is all over now let us not reflect upon our misfortune but rejoice at its result but i rather guess added the landlord it's true what they say that matches are made in heaven end of section four